This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel, and you can find me on the web at tdjacobs.com. And every week, I try to bring you some some story or some some explanation of something or some perspective that can help you understand uh, more about life about your life about life in general about this uh, human trip that we are all uh, on <laughs> this this gig this journey that that we're doing obviously the soul's journey is the title of the show and i'm always trying to to um give you something uh, well you know, I would love it if it's entertaining, but I really want to pique your interest about what makes a person a person. And, um, and, and it comes out in different ways. Um, but this show tonight will be, um, kind of a, kind of a little showcase of that. And, uh, and, uh, my guest is, uh, Kira Jordan, who is actually. Uh, my uh, producer on the show, uh, she, she produces for, for Contact Talk Radio, uh, as well as she's a, a stand-up comic and, uh, and some other things we'll talk about. Um, first, I want to do some announcements, but, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to do kind of a combined interview because I want to hear how certain how she experiences certain things in her life, and I'm going to be leading her with some some questions based on her birth chart, and I'll give you her data so you can follow along at home. She's uh, very generous and offering to. Uh, to uh to have that uh, have that be transparent and um yeah and then also part reading for her so because i have never looked at her chart before and now we've been doing this show for just about a year and so uh it seems like a, it seems like a really great really great thing and i'm happy she'll be here with us um so first some announcements um uh sunday october 20th i'll be in venice california at mystic journey bookstore I mentioned it last week and uh, i'm really excited the the workshop is called Meet Your Soul, an evolutionary astrology workshop. And what I'm going to do is, um, well, what you're going to do if you're coming, if you, uh, come to the store, it's on Abbott Kinney in Venice. Uh, and all the info is on my site, tdjacobs.com forward slash time, T-I-M-E, and then go to uh, the entry for Sunday, October 20th. And, um, you're going to bring your birth chart, uh, or your birth data and I'll, you know, have my computer there and can make a chart. And, uh, and I'm going to give you tips and guidance on the spot. So I'm going to do like a bunch of readings, uh, for, for people in the audience and do some compare and contrast with people who have similar th- things or di- different things. Uh, after I give a talk on what soul is, um, and I'm really, um, some of my thinking about this is taking an interesting turn as I really focus on developing, uh, some, some teaching materials about Pluto and uh, Pluto as if you're listening to the show on any regular basis, you, you've heard me talk about Pluto in a, in a particular way that kind of com, you know 
combines a couple previous evolutionary astrology perspectives on what, what Pluto is about, but then also really launching into in a third perspective, kind of a third stream. Um, and I'm, I'm putting some of that down on paper right now. So at that workshop, uh, you're going to get some, some interesting insights that uh, haven't been articulated outside my tutoring uh, sessions with students. So it's going to be a great time, Sunday, October 20th, uh, noon to 2 p.m. And I'll have books with me, uh, selling books, and also uh, consign some books and, and, and meet you and answer your questions uh, about about just about anything so come to that come to that workshop and then on uh, Thursday November 21st I will be uh, interviewed by Adam Allen boss um, from nightlight astrology as part of uh, an evolver learning lab series called it's all these titles and things uh, descriptions and labels called astrology at the edge of consciousness in my talk there are five people participating uh, in this over the sequence of weeks uh, Adam uh, Ellen Boss, um, Eric Francis, Linda Hill, uh, Patricia Walsh. If that were, if that equals four, then I'm the fifth one. So it's really nice to be in such great company, and they're and they're uh, each of them are, are people or is a person. Make sure, make sure the grammar police don't come after me later. Um, whose work I resonate with, whose perspectives I appreciate, and um, so I'm excited to be a part of that. And my talk will be on. On the 21st of November, we'll be on Lilith and reclaiming instinct. And um, so I'm going to take some of the concepts and perspectives in the Lilith Healing the Wild book and go deeper into them. Uh, and so that's going to be a good time, too. That's a couple hours, including some Q&A. So, so you register for that. You can go to tdjacobs.com, again, forward slash time, the calendar, T-I-M-E, and uh, look for November 21st, and you'll see a link where you can sign up uh, to uh, get all the info and uh, register for register for that webinar. It's going to be very cool. So you'll see me on video, as opposed to here every week you're just listening uh, to a disembodied voice traveling over the airwaves. So uh, I think those are my announcements for now. So uh, let me introduce um, Kira. Kira has been listening along to each show, and I've been on the air for almost a year. So, so Kira's actually heard a lot of what I, you know, heard a lot of things that I say to people about their charts. Uh, but I've never looked at her chart before. So, Kira, um, thank you for thank you for being willing to uh, to emerge from behind the scenes and come on the show and be my guest. Thank you, Tom. Looking forward to it. Great, thank you. So, so you're so you're a producer here at CTR, but you're but you're also a comic, and and as we know from uh, your podcast called that that Funny Gals uh, Super Awesome Radio Show. Is that what yes. it's called? Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Self-serving. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. Well, it's about the business of comedy, and and that is something that I happen to find personally interesting. And I'm not good with keeping up with listening uh, as I'm a subscriber, um, but I recently heard a couple episodes and just got got lit up to invite you to be on the show you said something um well first of all congratulations about uh being accepted into uh the she devil uh, comedy festival thank you you're welcome that's uh, that's exciting and you're also um and you're doing uh it's called indiegogo right T- can you tell us a little about that and how people can find out about this amazing contest that you're going to be in and how they can support it yeah well indiegogo is this really neat site that was brought up to me it's a lot like kickstarter for people who are trying to raise money for different causes but the thing with kickstarter is you set a goal and if you do not reach your goal you do not get your money and that's kind of a shame okay And so with Indiegogo, you actually, no matter whether you hit your goal or not, you get money. And so that's why I chose to go with them. And so Mm -hmm. I was accepted into this big comedy festival in New York, the She-Devil Comedy Festival, that takes place in the end of Mm -hmm. October. 
and um, and I didn't even think I was going to have a chance of getting in. So when I did, it was a very, very nice surprise. But I had to get myself there. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice. They, they say, mm-hmm. come come be with us, but you have to figure out how to do it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I set up this Indiegogo campaign. And actually, at this point, there are about four hours and 45 minutes left of my campaign. Oh, wow. Yes, mm. before it's done and the fundraising is over. So if, uh, yeah. you know, if at any point somebody's listening tonight and they think, wow, this is a really neat story, maybe I'd like to help out. Um, mm-hmm. Can I, am I plugging? Can I plug? Yeah, totally. Um, totally. The best thing to do is just go to my website and you can learn more about me and the information about everything is on my homepage and it's thatfunnygal.com. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank cool. you. So, so you're, you're, you're a stand-up comic and, and you've been doing this for, uh, I hear from your podcast about three years. Correct. Yes. Is, is this something that you've always wanted to do? No. I had no uh, idea that I wanted okay. to do it. I know I've, uh-huh. I've always been an entertainer or a performer in some aspect. Okay. But, but And I always enjoyed doing the funny stuff the most, but I never thought about becoming a comic. Okay, okay. Well, so before we go on, let me give uh, your your birth data uh, to the listeners so they can draw up a chart if they're following along at home. Uh, I always, lo- always love love bringing uh well obviously the person is alive but i love bringing this picture of the chart the, the the kind of you know map of life behind the person who's talking so i like people to be able to put it together and you were kind enough to share your data so uh kira was born uh, july 28th 1975 10:40 a.m. in denver colorado again that's july 28th 1975 10:40 a.m. in denver colorado so for for me, what jumps out about about your chart is that you have uh, Pluto, which is uh, central to what I do, in the first house, and and, and Pluto represents how we're going to be how we're going to figure out how to become strong and confident. Now, the first house is about showing yourself; it's about being and being noticed. So that's kind of why I was I was curious um, about that because you're going to have experiences in a bunch of lives where people know who you. Are, they may or may not dig you, but they're going to know who you are. So that's why I was kind of wondering, like, what what that journey was to get up on stage. Like, what well, what ended up happening that that you know three years ago where you you decided to do that? <laughs> it's funny. I was actually in a relationship with somebody, and he was a former performer as well, mm-hmm. and a very funny person. And basically, what most of the time, what we did was hang out at home and watch comedy specials mm-hmm. on TV. And mm-hmm. so we finally looked at each other one night and said, we can, do, we should do this. We're funny. Mm-hmm. We can do this. And it immediately lit a match under us. And uh, we just started writing and found out where the open mics were around town and yeah. said, we're going to do it. Yeah. What other performing had you done before that? What other kinds of performance stuff? Well, I've been in radio for 17 years, and most of that time I was on air in some form or another, and most of it doing morning radio. So where you're, hey, hey, welcome to the day type stuff. Um, Yeah. And before that... I um, was in theater. I studied theater in college, Mm. and I did it all through high school. 
And mm-hmm. the very, very beginning started in junior high when I started doing speech competitions, and I would enter in the categories of humor and improv. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not foreign. It's just maybe the the format. Yes. Uh, right. Okay. Okay. Because see, because this Pluto in the first, what it says is that um, the, the, it can seem like many things come down to you. It's like you're on your own. You're the person, like the buck stops here. You know what I mean? Like all the important decisions are yours, not not you know, necessarily like always feeling they're collaborative. So so just kind of translating that into a performance thing, like being up on stage where you're, you know, it's all about you. And it's not like collaborative drama. It's not collaborative radio show, you know, morning. So it's just you, like the spotlight's on you. You know, in some lives that would like be something you would, totally avoid but crave doing like in some in some way like you know needing to 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 to, to be seen but in some ways maybe like really having have not wanting to do it because you know sometimes when we're seen people don't like us <laughs> you know what i mean like and and here's the other thing as i as i um as i thought about this today uh, one of the things that happens with any planet in the first house the house of the body and self and personality and and it's like if people know what their ascendant is the ascendant is the beginning of that first house so it's over on the left just below the 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 middle part the horizon and, and um anything in the first house tends to dominate the person the outward personality so if mercury in there, maybe people talk a lot or can't stop reading or something. You know, if Venus is in there, maybe they're, um, you know, re- really into like sensual comfort or they're very, you know, can't stop being creative. With Pluto in there, they carry this energy that Pluto is actually a very disruptive energy that can be difficult to be around. And one of the reasons why is because people are telling the truth if they're doing Pluto well. So it's kind of like, you know, I just think about, and I've heard some clips months ago. I heard clips on your on your site. Um, you know, of you doing of you doing stand up. But I just think about um, d- doing stand up and telling the truth, but entertaining, making people laugh in a way. Because in some lives, you're probably saying something that's real, but it's probably not funny, and people are probably like trying to throw vegetables at you and or something. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's like because you got to. Say the thing, but it's like then people are like, "Oh, why'd you have to go say that?" Now we have to think you're a bad person, and you're like, "I'm not a bad person." You know, just this dynamic of like being seen, you know, by groups of people and, and carrying this this energy, and and um, so I think I think the energy of disruption. I think that it, it's perfect to, to do in comedy because I've actually I spent a great deal of time thinking about. Uh, comedy and comedians and and thinking about what people think is funny and how that changes over time and. I have this research project um, regarding another archetype where all the celebrity charts in the in the book in progress are comedians. Because <laughs> cause this idea of like disrupting things but doing it in a way that you know is the point that the, the theme of the book is about disruption and chaos. It's an Eris book, um, the archetype of Eris for people who are listening who know about that. Um, but anyway, you do you know to do it in a way that makes people laugh allows you to get out what you need to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so so that's something that I saw that put on the first, and I was like, whoa, because two of the comedians that that I've uh, studied life and, and chart of are Steve Martin and uh, Andy Kaufman, and each of them has Pluto in the first. Huh? It's like it's like carrying this energy of disruption. I want to actually, um, I pulled up some data, the database of uh, of people in here. 
Um, just to give you another idea of like Christopher Reeve also has this and, and he didn't, he doesn't come through necessarily as a comedian though. He did some comedic work. Um, but just like carrying this like heavy energy, you know, he definitely, definitely does that. Um, Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin also have it. Orson Welles is kind of a classic example, kind of like the, the mysterious stare. Mm -hmm. So basically for you, people would look at your face and just, like see Pluto essentially, because that's one of the deals, you know, that's one of the things. And so I, th I think, um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, to seeing more of your work and, and, and are there videos that, that I can look up online of you doing some stuff over the last few years? Oh yeah. If you go to, um, yeah. let's see the best way to do it. Well, you can go to YouTube, you can search mm -hmm. my name, but it's a little tricky because it's spelled okay. weird. So it's Kiera, K-I-E-R-A. And then Jordan uh -huh. is spelled like Giordano without the O, which is weird. Okay. Um, but I think also if you go to my website, thatfunnygal.com, and go to Want to Hear a Joke, there's links for videos there, too. Cool. And I warn you, it is not family-friendly, just in case right. you have children in the room <laughs> or you're easily offended. It's not. Right. It's, it's a little R-rated. Okay, great. So let's take our first break, and we'll be right back on The Soul's Journey. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and and uh, today is another uh, another show. Kind of, a, it is about Libra stuff, and and the Sun is in Sun and Mercury are each in Libra right now. And I did a show uh, maybe last week or recently uh, called Inside Libra, and I wanted to give you an idea of what to expect during the solar month of Libra and what the what the equinox, uh, the autumnal equinox, signifies every year when the Sun. 
uh, in uh, late September enters Libra. Um, and so I was talking, uh, uh, I may have mentioned stuff about Pluto and Libra, but I think about that, about that quite a bit. The generation born between 1972, uh, and 1984. And my guest, Kira Jordan, happens to be in that generation. And, um, she's a stand-up comic, and I was listening to her, to her podcast, um, Called that funny gal super awesome radio show, which you can find at the shows. Uh, is, is it every Wednesday on CTR? But the podcast can be subscribed to too. You got it. So, yep, and live every Wednesday yeah, okay. at five. P- okay, cool. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Pacific, yeah. So, um, so, so, so she has Pluto in the first, Pluto and Libra in the first with the Libra rising. So there's like a, there's a really you know strong extension here. I want to, I want to, you know, we're, we're exploring the story and and I didn't before the break talk about the fact. The Pluto was in Libra, and um, and I want to tie that together, and then I want you to tell me what you said on the break. Because okay, it, it just, okay. so so I talk about Pluto, how we're going to be strong, how we're going to figure out how to be empowered, and and lots of times it involves not feeling empowered, meaning feeling powerless or feeling overpowered. Mm-hmm. So everybody's Pluto is this. You know, you just look at the chart, there's a little P with a foot, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. But it indicates this vast um, uh, nexus of life experiences over many lives where this person is trying to figure out how to become strong through doing this thing. And probably about half the time on average, it doesn't go well. And the person is like, well, that didn't work. So oh, put on the f- no. Yeah, exactly. So you're trying to figure it out. But I'll give you tips. I'll give you tips. But but so so put on the first is like her decisions. You know, she walks in a room. She's got something to say. People's heads turn. How do they respond to her? And then how does she respond to their response? But then in Libra, what it does is it adds this real emphasis to the response from others. Because Libra is a sign of um, – Gosh, I have this cool idea. I would love to tell someone about it. You know, we, we think it's like um, fairness, harmony, balance. It is, but we're also trying to be heard when we when we live Libra stories, and we're trying to get others to see us so that we can do something meaningful together. So what this does is, you know, figure about half the times Kira and a bunch of lives says something that's true, and people people like, you know, their their brows are a little furred, they nod a little bit, and they say. She's speaking the truth. And then other times they say, you know, run that expletive out of town. And, and, and so, you know, what you mentioned over the break is... Is that my entire <laughs> life I've gotten in serious trouble for speaking my mind and telling the truth. Right. Like bad. I mean, like getting kicked out of school for speaking mm-hmm. the truth and, and being fired from jobs and yeah. just... And, but I'm going, but I'm not li- like... This is not BS here, folks. And that right. just that that just explains so much. Well, so so in in some lot so so basically, um, when Pluto's in Libra, and this is this whole generation, like I said, births from 1972 to 84, and you and I each fit in there. The opinions of other people can carry a lot of weight, but also we we try to do things for other people. Sometimes we try to. You know, do things that will help other people too. We're trying to make the world a better place, like one, you know, little old lady helping her across the street at a time, like one person at a time, like one interaction at a time. We're trying to make the world a better place and we're trying to, to do this, but then when other people don't want what we're offering, that can be very difficult too. <laughs> so, what you're experiencing, so basically it's like, I mean, it can be like a whistleblower signature of, here I have this thing. You know, and, 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 and finding out basically 
Like, look at all those experiences in a new way. Here's my invitation. Look at all those getting kicked out for telling the truth, and you, you know, you've actually spent time and energy, you know, focusing on having the integrity to do that, right? That's like, it's not just like you're just saying crap. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it, it goes with, I have a commitment to having integrity. That's what, that's a positive put on the first quality. But then what you're, what it looks like you're learning is, gosh, yeah, that's, that gets me into trouble. What you're really learning, like what your soul is learning is that other people find the truth uncomfortable. Like that's, that's what the soul is like checking off its to-do list. <laughs> the, soul, the soul is like, huh, I wonder what happens when this person who is 14 years old, whose name is Kiara, stands up and says this thing and all the, all the pe- big people freak out. Or like when, honey, when she's 25, like, like what, what is it, what happens? You know, the soul is checking off its list. Oh yes, lots of people are uncomfortable when people tell the truth. Check. Like, and goddess and God are thereby learning through you. Wow. Yeah. Lucky so, me. <laughs> lucky you. Well, well, here's the deal. It's like what you're, what you may, you may realize this, but you, you may not connect with it because it is very difficult, like to go through what kinds of things you described. Mm-hmm. But what you're actually doing is you're being a catalyst for others to see something they don't want to look at. Mm-hmm. So, so it stinks when they start throwing, you know, tomatoes and onions at you mm-hmm. or <laughs> kick you out of school. It stinks. But you're also ser- you're being of service when you tell the truth, even when other people don't like it, and that's like a key to this journey. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like the more you stick to your guns and and you don't. Well, it's 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 easy to blame others for hurting you when that happens. But the more you, if you can steer away from that and just observe with compassion, like this would be like the Mahatma Gandhi PhD with this, observe with compassion. That ah, these people are afraid of something that disrupts their status quo, and it's I see it as a truth, they see it as threatening. And the more like graceful you can be about it, you know, you then you never have to fight, and you never have to carry resentment. And that's kind of another like part of the journey that that is really like call you know that calls out to anybody with that signature because that's definitely you, it. Learning yeah. the graceful part of it, yeah, and not because be- people are like saying you're the problem. How do you not fight? It's like really, it's really hard because you, like I said, you didn't just like, you know, read something off a bubblegum wrapper. You like thought about it. You know, you took the time and, and it's like, you know, the, the integrity idea. So, I mean, did you find yourself like just kind of like in some of those situations, did you find yourself like feeling combative? Did you find yourself just incredulous and in shock or what was the kind, like how did some of those things you don't have to tell every detail, of course, or, but like, how, how would, you know, when somebody would make you wrong for telling the truth, like, what does that, what does that feel like? It feels like I'm crazy. Like, okay. am I, am I nuts here? I, I am telling the truth, right? <laughs> does nobody else see what is going on? Yeah. That's what it makes me feel like. And just, yeah, really, that, that's the main one, that I'm crazy. I just Could, and yeah. How how can everybody not see this? And why is everybody just accepting whatever this is? Yeah, well, because it doesn't stir. It maybe and sometimes, in some cases, it doesn't stir their sense of. Uh, I'm not making fun of you, but like righteousness. You know, like it doesn't no, serve. Yeah, that, and I come you know off I mean? like, like that. Right? Just yeah, yeah. Well, so with Pluto on the first, you have a trigger about that. Like that's one of the things that comes with that. 
Um, so like I have Mars in the first, and so I have a thing about bullies. For you, it would be like, you know, integrity and righteousness. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, people with, um, something else, you know, with, uh, with, um, uh, well, well, Pluto actually, another thing about Pluto is deception is having a trigger about deception and lies. Mm-hmm. So it, it, maybe some of those situations you were talking about actually, um, maybe they couldn't see it, but other situations they probably could, but found it easier not to look because we don't want to see sometimes the truth. It makes things harder. Of course you know, it, it makes does. Things harder. Of course. <laughs> but see, but you're living with that all the time and they're only living it with it when you say something. Because because your soul has said Kira is going to show up and be disruptive in this <laughs> way that actually is great because all these other people are then going to have to look at what's happening. I wish you could tell my parents that. <laughs> right? Kira is oh disruptive, but it's good. It's good. I promise. Even for them, like like anybody who could be in your family would need that disruption. Like that was like from the soul's contract perspective if you're like that they need to be they need to have to deal with it you know like <laughs> they've definitely learned they've learned a yeah. lot i'm sure <laughs> yeah like but they, never like, malicious like intent never there's nothing yeah, like right malicious maybe a little mischievous but but just really yeah. yeah well so then transition into turning that into this performative aspect mm-hmm. you know where like if you're doing i imagine if you're doing like morning radio, you're not writing in the same way as you are as a stand-up. Is that, is that true? Like you're just kind of improving and bouncing off the other people that you're working with. Correct. Like as a stand-up writing, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. A lot of it's just yeah, shooting from the hip. Right. So so you know, and what I mentioned on the the, you know, when you said over the break, um, yeah, and that's what I've been dealing with my whole life. And I said, yeah, well, now you've turned it into this thing where you get away. You can get away with all manner of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And in any way you like, and the sardonic, mischievous, you know, sarcastic, like anything you want. And that's like expressing, that's a great outlet for that Pluto to tell it like it is. And, um, and if people are squirming for some reason, that's really good because that then you're also being a catalyst, but they just paid to get in to hear you. you know? Right. It's such a, they're, they're asking for it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I like that. <laughs> you asked yeah. for it. Yeah, they did. They're paying you, right? They're they're giving their energy and you know in the form of money and. You know what's um, really weird, Tom, is I've had I've had these. Do you know the band Tool? Um, I've heard of them. I don't think I know any music. Okay, well, they actually have their their lyrics. They're a heavy metal band, but okay. um, a lot of their lyrics actually have to do a lot with astrology and all that good stuff. But it was funny what okay. you just said because there's this line that they have that's been stuck in my head for days. And it uh-huh. is, um, um, is this, uh, is this what you wanted? Is this what you had in mind? Cause this is what you're getting. And it's, uh-huh. it's been stuck in my head for days, you know, <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah, it is. It Interesting. is. Well, so, so the other thing to think about is, like I said, with your parents, anybody who's in your family, you know, including your kids, by the way, <laughs> uh, they obviously need to be around Pluto in this way as well. Um, but, but all those people in those other situations, you can think about, um, that you actually have, you have as a soul, you have agreed to be disruptive. I mentioned that earlier, but if you can think about it, um, 
as you know, the more that you can rewrite history to see that they need to be disrupted. I mean, when Pluto comes around in the form of a person, we need to be disrupted. Like, we need it. Uh, when it comes around by transit, like when it's in the sky and it affects our lives, our lives get disrupted. Oftentimes in transit, it's like, um, it's like a, a bulldozer. It kind of just looks around and sees, oh, yeah, you built these, like, four buildings on this property, you know, expletive them all. They're all gone. Forget it. And uh, you're like, no, no, I spent so much time and energy building it. And they say something better can come in its place is, is the answer. But you have to get rid of this existing structure. So basically, Carrie, you're like a – people with Pluto on the first, including you, you're like a Pluto transit. And people, you know, it's like it's like just – I just get this thing when I talk to people with Pluto on the first. The more com- – compassionate you can be about others difficult reactions the better off because you know if you can look at them as like slivers of the divine consciousness that just can't they don't know how to be disrupted you know they don't know how to feel um something the other the other thing is that most people look at pluto stuff and think it equals darkness because it does have to do with shadow stuff mm-hmm. you know like psychologically speaking shadows so the other effect that you will naturally have is um, you'll hold space for other people to be uncomfortable about things in their own selves they don't want to look at. It's not even like what you're saying. That's like 20% of what's, ha- of, of what's happening in those dynamics where people get, get angry and throw you out or whatever. It's, it's, that, that's like very little. It, 80% of it <laughs> is – you are carrying the energy of I'm willing to look at this thing and say the truth, and that just like you know it makes people go crazy. It makes people go crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I can I can imagine like uh, like obviously I don't know the charts of your parents, but yeah, like um, yeah. So just like so so you're like this isn't darkness, but they're like, but I can't look at it. It must be darkness. It must be bad. You know, that's what some people are going to assume about you. Even if you're like sitting at home every spare moment, like focusing on gratefulness for life, enjoying compassion, you're, you know, Which all I these am. wonderful things. I am. Right. But then you're still carrying this energy that people think is darkness. So, so I tell you that. So I carry that too in a different way, but I carry it very strongly. And, um, sometimes people will, want to make me wrong for the effect that I have on them. And I used to be so hurt because here we go, Pluto and Libra, the sign of Libra, you you, you want to be liked. And it, it's really hard not to be liked. So so what we end up doing uh, sometimes, I mean, I will say that in every life, well, in a bunch of lives, we're, we're doing this somewhere, um, but we're trying to be liked. And that's part of the Pluto and Libra journey. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yes. But... But then if you if you particular and you in particular do it enough, you can't stand yourself because it's not truth. Right. So that's like the evolution. And think about when you're like five, six, seven years old and you're like, I want to, you know, you know, you, you actually have you have a Leo sun conjunct Mercury. So communication comes easily. And and um, and you have that Leo sun in the 11th house, which is the house of groups and and friends and being social. So, you know, you have your moon in the seventh house, which says that I really need connection with others. You know, you have these like other things that say, yeah, no, I want to be liked. I would really like to participate and play. Please play with me. But this like multi-life thing of like being made the bad person, you know, being made the, the bad guy, the scapegoat, the villain, just because, you know, you're carrying an energy. 
um, it's just I understand how hard it can be, and uh, yeah. So as as I see that, I, I see that, and I looked at the video that you did late at night on the Indiegogo page, <laughs> and I saw Pluto because from the picture on CTR page, uh, which is like. Uh, yeah, the picture on CTR, I, I can't really see it because you're not looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. But everybody with Pluto in the first, there's like an intensity and it's real and it like comes through video and pictures. And, um, so, so it's great. It's wonderful because we need people who are kind of holding that vibration. Like you can't get away with denying stuff is kind of the energy of Pluto. Yeah. yeah and you've signed, you've signed up to, to help us all out with that. Well, so let's take let's take the second break. Um, my guest is Kira Jordan, who is also my producer, who's a stand-up comic, and we're talking about her Pluto and Libra in the first. And and uh, stick stick with us. We'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is your host, Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel uh, from tdjacobs.com. And my guest today is Kira Jordan, who's a stand-up comic and and my producer on the show also uh, at CTR. And we're talking about this Pluto and Libra in the first that she has. And I'm gonna, if you're just tuning in now, I'm going to give you um, her birth date again. Uh, she's uh, graciously shared her, her chart with us so we can follow along and, and learn some stuff as we go. July 28th, 1975. 10:40 a.m. in Denver, Colorado, and uh, there, what happens is we're, with Pluto and Libra again, the births from about 1972 to 1984, we take so seriously the opinions of others, and then you know, taken, you know, we're, we can um, 
anticipate how they may react to us actually after we observe certain, you know, a number of times, like happen five times. So, you know, it's probably going to keep happening. We can make certain assumptions that actually don't really work well for us. But, but over time, we can get into this space of, um, taking so seriously how other people treat us that it might be hard for us to be nice to ourselves in the face of other people not being nice to us. And this is one of our Achilles heels with, with this, uh, with this statement because we crave being like Pluto, this empowerment marker. How am I going to figure out how to be strong? How I define that is in terms of self-knowledge and self-acceptance. So basically everybody has these experiences where they have to, to face the part of themselves that is really hurt when other people, you know, make us the villain and all the pictures like paint the black hat and mustache on. It's like the image I was getting <laughs> when you said that before the break. You know, like and all that you know, somebody going through all the pictures and like putting a black hat on you or something, you know, like you know, you're just yes. like just like going out of their way, you know, to like say, Oh, she's a she's a troublemaker, you know, something. Um anyway, so 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 we go through all these sometimes we go through all these acrobatics. And bending over backwards and, and all these machinations to, to try to get people to like us. And then we hate ourselves if it works. <laughs> like, because we can't, you know, because we, we need truth. But, 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 you know, giving out the truth, you know, if our, well, giving out the truth may get us rejection or being made the bad guy. Well, so then what do you do? Like, are you supposed to be honest? You're supposed to not be honest. And so it sounds like you kind of went through this whole transformation with it. And now we've just been dealing with, well, I guess it just sucks when you tell the truth, but you have to. I mean, do you feel compelled at this point to like be honest no matter what happens? I'd say 98% of the time. Yeah. That counts. That counts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that indicates that it it's not like a badge on your sleeve of like, you know, it's not pathological. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. Well, and plus I was, I was also raised though with a very strict, my mother's number one thing was I hate liars. And so, oh. I, yeah. So I grew up with a very strong, you know, feeling mm. about that. And then that's, you know, I feel the same way. I, I hate liars. I despise them. But did you, when you were a little kid, did you lie? Yes, I did. And then find out. Yeah, see, that's part of the journey here. That's part of the journey. I mean, so what I want to tell you is that that when we're kids, all the stuff that that happens in a bunch of other lives at any age can echo, like can come to us as echoes. So it's like if that day when you were like, oh, wait a minute, I could tell the truth, but I'd rather lie and see if I can get away with it. In some life – an, an adult version of, of you know, an, an adult that's associated with your soul, another past life we might call them, is actually doing that, finding out what happens when you do it. So in this life, you're a kid, you try it. And then other times you tell the truth and it's like an echo again You have all the, of different things across the timeline. It's kind of hard to verbalize. Um, I've been writing it out and it's like um, actually very complex picture. But basically when you're a little kid, these things that we're inclined to do – that, that um, we find out really don't work are probably part and parcel of other lives as well. So it's like one of the things that, that other people may respond to is – and this is kind of – I don't know how this uh, – tell me if this doesn't make sense. But basically we have an experience 
and then we decide what it means and we have a feeling about it that gets attached to that meaning and then we vibrate that. And that's actually what how I define karma. Mm. Is that, does that make sense so far? Yes, yes. Okay. So then you're vibrating this meaning that's attached to an emotion. Like I get in trouble when I tell the truth. Like like it's one possible phrasing. So then you're carrying that. Now then you, your conscious personality, is not thinking about that 24-7, but it's still vibrating. Mm-hmm. So then you're going out in the world and you're like, wait a minute, in this situation, if I am to have integrity, I must say this thing. You know, whatever how you would say, but I have to say this thing. <laughs> That's exactly right? how I, I talk, Tom. Right, little yeah, little little Poindexter with the glasses. And, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so so then what happens? Other people sometimes respond to the thing you're vibrating just as much as the thing you're doing. Mm. So basically, what I want to tell you is, in some life, you are lying, and it works. In some other life, you are lying, and it doesn't work. And then you're like, if it works, you're like, oh, well, I got away with this, but that doesn't feel good. And then it's the life where it doesn't work. You're like, well, I didn't get away with this and that doesn't feel good. So it's, so it's like, it's like, you know, this would change for you. Like this vibration would change if you forgave yourself across time. I mean, in meditation, like sitting with it, mm-hmm. forgave yourself across time and you can fill in the blank what comes next. Okay. Any possibilities, but I'll tell you when Pluto's involved, lying, cheating, stealing, jealousy, resentment, um, um, murder, like there are all kinds of bad things when Pluto's involved. And sometimes we find ourselves like painted into a corner mm-hmm. and having to make a choice that doesn't feel good anyway. So I just, so for you, this thing in your life would actually shift over the, over the long term. Like you can actually permanently get rid of, I'm a problem because I'm Pluto, that kind of vibration. Mm-hmm. By forgiving yourself for everything nefarious or ill-intentioned or ill-motived or anything like that across time, if you really worked on that for like months or a year, you would not have to deal with that anymore because you'd get rid of the vibration of, I did something bad. All right. I'll start tonight. Okay. Definitely. It's And, and it's like every time you talk about Pluto, things get very dramatic. And so, like I said, like lying, cheating, stealing, murder, it's like it's part and parcel of the Plutonian experience, the difficult things we don't want to look at. And um, I'll, do, I'll just tell you, I, I went through this, what I guess the Ascended Master I channel, his name is Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain. And St. Germain is the keeper of the violet flame of forgiveness. And so I've channeled this being into make this re- called the release course. It's like a, a home study six-week thing for forgiveness. And, and when I was channeling the meditation, Jehudi was like, um, hey, run this one several times in your own head. And I had this shift. I had this like little bubble that left – that was always there and I thought was part of me that left my chest, my fourth chakra. When I did the thing that said, I forgive myself across time for participating in the deaths of others, Ooh. right? which is vague. You right. know what I mean? It's right. broad. And it doesn't say, gosh, I'm a terrible person because I might have. But it's just like in any way I may have participated, I let myself off the hook for that. But in a meditative space, you know, I did it. And I felt something shift. And suddenly this thing that had always been there that I had never been aware of was no longer there. So that's like what I'm talking about, things we don't even know we're vibrating. Mm-hmm. So, And with Pluto, sometimes, sometimes shame. And sometimes we feel guilty because we – you know, sometimes we hurt people, but sometimes we tell the truth to the point that everyone's hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I kind of stopped doing that because I don't like the, like we've been talking about, sometimes I don't like the the reaction. It's like, oh, I don't even want to deal with this. But from what you've taught me tonight, yeah, that's what I need to learn. Well, well the thing is it has to come out. But you do it through your stand-up, then it's got a place to be. Well, exactly. Like I, I'm figuring out how I can do this and not get the tomatoes thrown at me. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, ha, 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 isn't this funny what I'm saying? You like this. I mean, think about if Andy Kaufman were a manager at a grocery store. Oh, he wouldn't be. He'd get that, like, fired disru- immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, like, disruptive, like, I just want to see what will upset you <laughs> energy is very Pluto. You know, like, so, so in that context, you know, he's lauded. I mean, difficult personality, you know, people, not everyone liked working with him, <laughs> but, um, but but yeah, like like there's a context for it. You know, there's a there's a context for it. And so so, you know, basically thank the Lords that you decided to do this because the energy is in you and it would be really frustrating if you didn't move it through that performance and through that, you know, embodying that. And it's good for the Leo. You see, you know, Leo likes the adoration. Leo likes to be appreciated and applauded. So it's <laughs> that's what so we were saying during the break. He's like, you feel the need for people for people like you. I'm like, no, people need to love me, <laughs> love me. Yeah. Which can be hard when you're making them all mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, but there's a talent. I mean, that's the talent. Um, you know, that's part of the talent of stand up. Is you know from what I understand, just like the rhythm, just like the rhythm of taking them into the space you want to take them in. I mean, I, I don't do stand up, but I do, um, creative, creative writing and I, and I write satire and absurd fiction. And I also write some things that, you know, I write some, um, I've written a book of satirical erotica, which is meant to push people's buttons. So what? it kind of looks like, yeah, I know. And I don't talk about it much, but it's actually on Kindle. I'll What's just, it called? I'll just, it's called modern love erotic vignettes volume one because there are other volumes in process and it's um i don't know is it like a hundred or so vignettes of um anyway so it's just like you know and at first glance well it's erotica it's erotica but it's satirical like i've invented a genre yes I've, you have i've never heard of anything yeah. like that Nobody else has either. And when people read it, they have the like stitches in this, the like the pain in the abdomen and they fall on the floor. It's, it's anyway. So I have this perspective of like pushing people's buttons and trying to like, you know, do something that'll grate on them while they're laughing. Uh-huh. You know, to re- because if you get them laughing, you can reveal a truth. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. reveal a truth. And so anyway, um, so anyway, that's, uh, I've never mentioned that on the air, but I did start putting that in the list of books by Tom Jacobs in my newer books. Say it one uh, more time. Modern Love, Erotic Vignettes, Volume 1. It's on Kindle. And one person has bought it. Like, I haven't advertised it, but one person bought it and returned it the next day. <laughs> How do you return something on Kindle? I don't know. I guess you say, uh, I want my money back. I don't want this. And oh, so, God. so <laughs> And you're sure this is good, Tom? <laughs> it's a really great no, book. You is. should read it. <laughs> oh, it is. It is actually. It is actually. Everyone who reads it. Anyway, anyway, the point is not about the book, but but the point is that you know uh, the energy that I have spent trying to couch something difficult within humor, and that is part of the skill of of comedy. You know, of, because if you're just saying some things that you think are funny and don't have a point, you're not going to get a great response from people. Like you're just entertaining yourself. So right. it's like if you were just being a Leo, great. You know, whatever, charming, funny, great smile, awesome. You know, loves to laugh warm 
but like the Pluto in the first with the Leo sun, like it's like there's a, you know, there's like a, a dynamic, there's like a punch. It's like, oh, here's the other thing. If you didn't do this, if you didn't have some outlet and, and, and earlier in life, we, t- you know, you mentioned some of those more difficult experiences of telling the truth and finding out that other people don't like the truth. Uh, but, but like if you didn't do it, you'd be carrying this like stick of dynamite inside your body and you'd need an outlet and you would probably turn into somebody who would just try to be contain this, ang- this energy and not be angry because that's what the frustration would bring. So thank the lords is what I'm saying that you're doing this because it's like it's going to be I, I think over the long like it, well, you know when we look at your life from the bird's eye view it's like a real saving grace for being naturally who you are but not having to get crap about it you know right oh I love it it makes so much sense <laughs> cool great well. I mean, we're almost out of time, which bumps me out. But right. thank, thank you so much for for coming on and, and sharing with us and listening to me lecture. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Tom. No, I this this means the absolute world to me, and you're just awesome. Oh, and you great. know, I love you. And thank you. And thank this you. Is, yeah, I love you too. Yo, yeah. okay, love fest over. Well, yeah, I know. Great. So now, <laughs> well, so 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 mention your site and the show. Uh, the radio, the, the the show, and then also the contest and the promotion. I got four things in like two minutes. Okay. Well, you can go to my website. It's thatfunnygal.com. You can see everything that I do there from comedy to voiceovers and, and everything. You can watch the stand up. It is not family friendly, so keep that in mind. It's R rated. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to New York the end of October to compete in the She Devil Comedy Festival, October 23rd through the 27th. I am raising money for the trip. I have literally uh, four hours left now on my Indiegogo campaign. If you would like to donate to it, you can find all that information on my homepage as well at thatfunnygal.com. Great. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'll just uh, close with uh, with a couple of uh, a couple of announcements. Um, yeah. No, I just I love that show. I love that one. <laughs> I love doing that. I love, I love, yeah, I'll just keep talking to you. I'm not going to do my announcements. But just I, I love sitting down with somebody. I mean, this is my job, right? I do this with clients and, and with students. But like, I just I love telling someone his or her story because understanding evolutionary astrology or understanding what the, the chart might say about options and possibilities and how we're wired, um, just just knowing these things about yourself. It's, yeah, you know, any anybody. Everything you told me was nothing I expected. Well, everything I told you is also not in any of those websites or books that will give you quick right. interpretations of a chart as well. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a, it takes a real person who um, – I mean not to like – well, anyway, it takes a person who, who's in heart as well as in brain as well as grounded – and compassionate, you know, like clear. Like it takes a person who's not just spouting data and trying to be smart. Like you have to, you know, it's it's a service. And for me, it's a service of love. And that's why, I mean, every single time I talk to a client, every time I'm doing this for you tonight, every time I tell someone else's story to a, an astrology student, like it's like it's an act of love for me because it's like there's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just our experience is great on each other in difficult ways. Anyway, we're running out of time. Thank you again, Kira, for joining me. And um, and next week, Cameron Steele, co-owner of CTR and an intuitive, uh, will be on the show. And we're going to talk about uh, love versus fear. So, to, so join me uh, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you. 
You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.